G'day guys. In today's episode, we'll be chatting about Sir Doug Nichols' round, footy being played back in Darwin, the lucky Richmond Football Club with the MRO, the biggest Carlton Collingwood game in eight years, and plenty more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Quinn DeLuca, how are you, my friend? Very good, Marcus. How are you? Good to Going see you. On. Good to see your smiling face again. Oh, it's uh, it's been a good uh, good few days. It's been a good weekend. You know, the the Blues had a good win. Um, Essendon had a good loss. You know, life's good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, there's not there's two things on a Monday that are fantastic, and it's waking up to a, for me for a Richmond win on a Monday morning, and an Essendon loss over the weekend, and nothing makes my Monday better. So it was a good start to the week for me for sure. And Richmond caused both of both of those things as well. You know, you won against Essendon, and, and Essendon lost Thank against you. you. So, and we caused a lot of controversy in the me- controversy, controversy controversy in the media, <laughs> controversy controversy in the media. So that's always good to stir some people up. Yeah, I'm firing. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it a bit later, but um, geez, there was there was a lot made of that game, wasn't there? Um, yeah. You know, with the with the free kicks and the the staging and Tom Lynch in the news again, and um, and then Essendon supporters in the news again for the for, for more death threats and and sucking and complaining, which is uh, which is becoming a, a you know a constant theme with them. So it's it's been a bit, yeah, same old, same old, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. But like you said, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. I think the main focus of the weekend, though, was probably Sir Douglas Nichols' round. Sir Doug Nichols' round, actually. Um, what did I say? Sir Doug Nicholas. Oh, my bad. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, Sir Doug Nichols' round. It, it, yeah, it was. It's always a it's always a great round um, on the footy calendar. Um, you know, highlighted with the Dreamtime game, which was which was great, especially being in Darwin as well. Um, and there were some really good contests too, um, which was which was great. And the, yeah, the Indigenous players really got celebrated, especially after the year the year that has been. Um, you know, with all the the racial things that have happened this season, um, it was really good to to celebrate them. And um, you know, I think a few of them put on a show as well. Um, you know, in particular, the debutant from Essendon, Irving Mosquito, kicking a couple of goals on his Thank debut, which was which was great, especially in Darwin as well. Um, which was really good to see, but yeah, it was a it was a great round of footy, and um, yeah, and I think yeah, Eddie Betts is probably the the poster boy for the Indigenous AFL community anyway, and um, yeah, it all started with him on the Friday night, and um, it was really 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 good to see. So, um, but we'll get into more of the individual performances as we get through the games, but but that was some of the the big moments through there. Um, but I know something you probably uh, are more passionate about than I am is the MRO and um, in particular the ones that happened in the Richmond game. So give us your thoughts on them. Well, they were probably the biggest ones of the week. I mean, we're, Richmond seemed to be in the MRO the last couple of weeks. I mean, Tom Lynch is to thank for that. But, uh, yeah, look, I think I think with the MRO, you know, the Tom, I'll go to the Tom Lynch decision first. I think a lot, he went, got sent straight to the tribunal and a lot of people was like, you know, saying so, rightfully so. And then a lot of other people were saying, you know, it's a joke. Why was it even, you know, a lot of, a lot of people wouldn't have even thought what he did was a free kick, let alone whether he'd been sent to the tribunal. And I think the reason he got sent straight there was all, you know, it was in regards to previous offences. Um, I don't think it should be looked at. Like, I think it should be looked on, you know, the individual offence. 
I reckon the one against the Gold Coast, he probably deserved a week for, got lucky to get away with it. Um, but that shouldn't have influenced the decision, you know, for the, the strike on Hurley, which was probably a bit blown, uh, you know, blown up a little bit more than it was. So I think in terms of decisions at the MRO, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, um, yeah, judged on past decisions. It should be, you know, on the most recent offence. But then, you know, there were some dangerous tackles on the weekend that I saw got let off as well. And they're trying to stamp those out. I don't know what's happening with the MRO at the moment. They're saying one thing and sending another message altogether when they give their decisions. So, yeah, I'm not too sure what's going on there. But then, you know, with the diving that's been happening on the weekend, they charged two Richmond players. I'm not sure if anyone else thought the, um, the league was fined. But, you know, two Tigers players were fined. They both fought it and they got off. So, I, I don't know. It just seems too easy to get away with things at the moment. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a lot of inconsistency with it. I mean, like if if the Tom Lynch stuff didn't happen the week before um, against the Gold Coast, would he have really been sent to the tribunal this week? Probably not. No, um, definitely not. You know, it was just just based on on, on past stuff. So um, yeah, it's a bit too inconsistent for mine, and um, just yeah. And then the ones that get to me, are, you know, the AFL are trying to stamp out the the sling tackles and the rough tackles and um, you know, hits to the head and two players over the weekend got off from those charges. So um, not too sure what the message is there. It's just a bit bit confusing for mine. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on from there and because um, I know we can talk about that all day. Um, where, where's the grand final going to be? I know they're, they're about to make a decision about it in the next few days, actually. Where, do, where would you like it to be seen as a, as a Richmond supporter who's a, you know, your big chance of being in it again? Where would you like to see it played? From a Richmond point of view, I'd like to see it in Queensland. Um, I know we played both the Gabba and Metricon quite well. Um, but even just from a neutral standpoint, you know, even if just say Richmond doesn't play finals, I'd still like to see it in Queensland. I think they've probably earned it more so. I think the WA government's been a little bit difficult with everything. Um, South Australia, I know they're putting a bid in today. They've been all right, but they haven't. I mean, they've only not that they've got the capability to with really the one main oval there, but they haven't really done a whole lot. I think Queensland's definitely deserved it. What about you? Yeah, I think Queensland deserve it um, just for the, yeah, they've just been so accommodating for for all the Victorian teams. Um, but in terms of, you know, capacity in a stadium and um, aesthetics of it all, I think Perth deserve it in terms of that. Um, you know, it's a it's a brand new stadium. It's, it can hold 60,000 people. Um, that would look amazing if they want it to look great and, and spectacular which I'm sure the AFL want and they'll probably want as many people as they can in there. I'd see that as the perfect um, perfect place to do it. But in saying that, I think Queensland, it would be great to have it in Queensland just for the promotion of the game up there as well. Obviously, it's rugby league dominated. So to get, you know, it's already had, you know, a lot of AFL there. If you can have the whole final series and then the grand final there, it'd be great for the game up north. So um, there's two really good arguments for it, but... Um, I think Queensland deserve it, but then I think Perth should get it just for the, the size of the stadium. I think it's all subject to capacity too. If, if, if WA is allowed to have a full stadium worth of people, then you'd imagine it would go there. But if they're only allowed to have a limited amount and you can get the same amount in Queensland, well, yeah. yeah. Might as well have it in Queensland. Yeah, exactly. I think it just depends on capacity. So. Yeah, exactly right. All right, let's get stuck into the games, shall we? Uh, round 13, all started on Friday night between Gold Coast and Carlton at uh, TO Stadium in Darwin. Um, and it was a pretty comprehensive win from the Blues. It was 
as a Carlton supporter, this was the most stress-free game I've watched all season. Um, it wasn't an albido. It wasn't close. We, uh, yeah, we got, we dominated them right from the start um, and should have won by a lot more. We kicked seven goals, 18 um, to Gold Coast's four goals, three. So, we should, yeah, it should have been a lot more. But who knows if that's going to hurt us, um, you know, in the, in the lead-up to finals. Um, we probably needed a, a bit more percentage, but, yeah. As a Carlton supporter, over the last few years, a win is a win and we'll absolutely take it. Um, but the Blues are back, according to Paddy Cripps. Did you, did you see what he, he said as he was... I did, did see as he walked in the room. I like that. I really, that was I mean, great. It was a, disappointing uh, the Blues sung the song in the wrong rooms. Yeah. And uh, no, no, no one could see the... <laughs> no one could watch him sing the song. But uh, no, I, I loved that. I thought it was great, especially from the captain to walk in. And yeah. You see the passion he's got. And I thought it's, it's really good. Yeah, that really, really warmed my heart seeing that. Um, just shows how much he loves the club and um, and just, yeah, the, the appreciation for a good win like that, which was really good. Um, but, yeah, pretty uh, pretty impressive performance from the Blues. They had yeah, players dominating all over the field. In particular, Mark Murphy really wound back the clock um, in one of his vintage games. Um, There's been yeah. some doubts about him as well recently, so it was good to see him put those to bed. Oh yeah, he's you know I could I could go on all day about Murph. Um, oh, I absolutely love him. He's he's been one of my favourite players since he started, and um, I think I think the criticism on him has been pretty unfair. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into it too much, otherwise I'll get too passionate about it. But yeah, he's it's really good to see. I love it when he puts in a good game like that. It um, really shows how good of a player he is. And I know his first 16 touches went at 100% efficiency, so that just shows his class. Um, but we'll go to the votes for that game. Uh, I'll give one vote to Patrick Cripps, two votes to Jack Martin, and three votes to Mark Murphy. Saturday afternoon, we had the Bulldogs and Melbourne at Metricon Stadium and the Doggies. I mean, the scoreboard, it's pretty uh, comprehensive, but the Ds were, were winning um, early in the third quarter and the Togs just kicked seven unanswered goals and just absolutely smashed them from there, didn't they? It does, and it really shows why teams can't afford to have lapses. Um, I mean, Richmond yeah. and Carlton are ones this year that have had those, and we, we've learned the hard way as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it showed Melbourne had a lapse, and the Dogs took full advantage of that. And probably a bit of a shock loss. I, I mean, I think I've, I thought the Melbourne would probably – the Melbourne been in good form. I thought they might have come away with that one. But, yeah, Dogs are too good. And I think Mitch Wallace goes a little bit under the radar in terms of how good he is as a small forward. Oh, yeah. He kicks goals most games, and he kicked four again on the weekend. And I think he should definitely be in the conversation with, you know, with some of those other blokes like Papley and all that this year because he's been just as consistent, but he doesn't get noticed as much. Yeah, he's, he's come out of nowhere this season, hasn't he? Um, you know, he's played his whole career as a midfielder and he's gone forward and he's, he's, he's bobbing up with, with goals. So I think absolutely he should be in the conversation. Um, you know, he doesn't, yeah, obviously he doesn't get the spotlight on him like, you know, like Papley does or Charlie Cameron does. But, yeah, he's, he should be up there for sure. Um, I know he's uh, he's been in a lot of people's multis with his with his juicy price tag on on, uh, <laughs> on his goals. So he's been he's been great, and um, I think that 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 win as well should should uh, confirm a spot in the eight for the dogs. Um, I can't see them you missing would think out. So. Yeah, so that was yeah. The Bulldogs at their best are very impressive, and um, we we definitely can't write off the dogs this season. That's for sure. Um, the votes for that game, we have one vote to Marcus Bontempelli, two votes to Mitch Wallace and three votes to Jack McRae, who uh, is racking up the votes this season. He's really making a charge for Lockie Neal, isn't he, in our voting anyway? 
Well, he doesn't want to make yeah, Lockie Neal doesn't want to give it to Lockie Neal easily. Is what no way, say. absolutely not. He's uh he's storming, and I think he can he'll definitely be if he doesn't finish second, he'll be very close to taking it out if Lockie Neal drops in form. That's for sure. Um, all right, the other game on the Saturday Arvo was Port Adelaide and Hawthorne at Adelaide Oval. Um, this was a pretty good game. This one, um, very gallant effort uh, from Hawthorne, who were missing a lot of a lot of star power. Um, and they were, yeah, pretty unlucky not to win it in the end. They, they played really well. Um, but, yeah, Port just had too much class in the end. Travis Boke having another good season. He's a bit like Jack McRae, just racking up the votes and having a really good season, isn't he? Well, he's got to be a Brownlow smoky, Travis Boke. He's been playing unbelievable football lately. Um, I mean, it helps when your team's playing well, as, you know, obviously. But, yeah, he's had a great season. And like you said with the Hawks, I thought it was, it was good to see from him. We've been writing him off lately saying that, they've, you know, they've been looking very poor. Um, you know, unenergetic almost when they play, but this was a really good game. They stuck it right up to Port Adelaide. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they were really impressive um, considering the performances that they put in lately. Um, it was good to see. Um, how about that goal though from Zach Butters? Did you see it? Oh, I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, reason. it was a goal. Oh, Zach Butters kicked the goal, but I think it was all down to Scott Lysette's work, wasn't it, in the ruck? It was definitely down to Lysette. The way he, yeah. you see, it was like that little tap. Just, oh, it was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I've never said anything like it, especially in AFL. It's crazy. Oh, it was, it reminded me of that scene from Happy Gilmore where he goes, just tap it in. Yeah. It's like he just <laughs> tapped it into, tapped so, it into his hands nicely. Such a delicate touch, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me wonder if it was deliberate or not, or if he just like didn't get much to it. You know what I mean? It's makes Yeah. Me, I don't know. It but looked yeah. deliberate. It did look deliberate. It did. And Butters just hit that contest um, at an absolute rapid speed. Um, yeah, it was really good to see. Really good goal. Um, and that'll get, that'll get replayed a lot. That'll be up there with one of the goals of the season for sure. Um, but we'll have the votes for that. Uh, one vote to Tom Mitchell, two votes to Tom Rockliffe, and three votes to Travis Boak. The Saturday night game, the dream time game in Darwin between Essendon and Richmond. Um, pretty, I think the scoreboard definitely flattered Essendon. Um, Tigers were very wasteful, um, which I'm sure you're going to tell us all about now. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about this. Um, <laughs> but I will mention, firstly, that it was a really special game, obviously, being Dreamtime at the G, and both clubs have such rich Indigenous histories with some of the past players and current players that we've got. Um, and seeing Irving Mosquito, as you said before, debut and kick two goals, I thought it was – I mean, obviously, I didn't like him kicking goals against the Tigers, but I thought it was great to see. And the man's smile, I think it was Tim Watson that said it, but his smile is bigger than the Northern Territory. Yeah. <laughs> it's contagious. When you, when, it, when you see him all happy, it really, you know, gets everyone else lift, um, you know, getting up and about. So – Great to see that. And, um, you know, Daniel Rioli going back home to his home ground, kicked a goal, thought that was nice. Probably should have kicked a couple more, actually. But um, which leads into, yeah, Richmond's issues converting in front of goal. I think Essendon supporters were complaining about the uh, the free kicks and, you know, some of the ones that gave them, you know, probably made them lose the game because we only won by 12 points in the end. But I think they neglected to see that Richmond had nearly 40 more inside 50s and about 40 more contested possessions, which that alone wins you games, you know. Um, we just couldn't kick. I think they were just lucky we didn't kick straight. If we had a kick straight, I think Richmond should have won by 50 points plus. We're 30 points up in the last quarter and we let them come back with a couple of goals. But, um, yeah, I think, like you said, the scoreboard flattered the Bombers a little bit there. Richmond should have won by a lot more. And I'm just hoping our conversion issues don't hurt us going forward against some better teams. I think we're lucky it was well, – not to trash talk them, but I think we're lucky it was only Essendon we were playing and, you know, we still managed to win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a bit of an issue, though, with, with Brisbane as well, um, converting and inaccurate football. Um, you know, it, 
if you if you want to win the premiership, you've got to be able to kick straight. Um, and yeah, as you said, if you if you're playing a top four side, that will definitely hurt you on the scoreboard for sure. But in saying that, Richmond are way too dominant. I thought um, the yeah the scoreboard did flatter us, and they you know they kicked a few late goals, but the damage was done. Um, Dusty Martin at his best again. He's uh he loves playing Essendon, doesn't he? He does. He's got a very good run against the Bombers. He's had like 40, 41, 30. Like, yeah, he's crazy numbers against them. Yeah. So can you do that again? That's it. But it was really special for me to see Shay Bolton, an Indigenous boy, win the uh, New Yukon Award for Best on Ground. I thought that was really nice too. That was really good. And another one. He, he was very close to Dusty. Yeah. Dusty he, would have to have been second. So. For sure. Mm. Absolutely. And I, I was going to say, he's had a fantastic season, Shy Bolton, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a he's gonna he's he'll be a superstar. Um, yeah, you know, in a few years' time when he gets a bit more developed and a bit more um, a bit more confidence in himself, I think because it's his first year really running through the midfield for the whole season with our injuries yeah. that we've got. So it's been great for him. Yeah, definitely. yeah, for sure. All right, the votes for that game: we have one vote to Zach Merritt, two votes to Dustin Martin, and three votes to Shy Bolton. The other game on the Saturday night was between Fremantle and Sydney at Optus Stadium, and um, the Dockers are. They're just improving every week, aren't they? Um, it was a pretty comprehensive win against Sydney. We only kicked two goals for the game, which is which is terrible. Um, but Frio, they just I know I know they're playing you know majority of the games at home lately, but they they're playing really well, aren't they? They're they're really on the on the improve. Definitely, they're playing very well. I mean, they probably wish they had this form early in the season, and who knows? We could be talking about them pushing into the eight um, yeah. the form, especially with this late run of home games that they've had. Um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm actually just really impressed by Freo, um, the way they've come out and played the way they have. I mean, like you said, Swans were very bad. I think was that, was that their lowest score in, oh, I don't know how long, but it had to have been a record it was or something for them. Their lowest score, score since uh, that was South Melbourne. So, oh, well, there, well, there you go. Yeah. That that's, that speaks for itself. I mean, it's it's always it's easy to look good when you're playing a team that's playing like that. Um, but no, I'm just very impressed with Freo as a whole, and I'm hoping they can win a few more games just to put a bit more credibility on themselves and give them confidence moving into next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think they're, they're well-placed for next season. Uh, they've blooded a lot of young players. Um, but one in particular, Luke Ryan, down back, has been incredible for them. Um, he's definitely a, a chance at All-Australian, um, if not de- uh, like a, a lock for that. Um, he's been incredible. And he racks up the footy as well. He, he got 26 touches on the weekend as well as, I think, close to 10 marks as well. He's, he's, he's super for them. And he's been he's definitely big one of the reasons. Yeah, as, yeah, I was going to say he's definitely one of the reasons on to kick two goals. Correct. Um, and the week before, you know, um, against Carlton, you know, it was a really low-scoring game, and, and he kept um, Carlton's forwards, um, you know, scoreless pretty much. So, yeah, he's he's a fantastic defender. Um, well, the votes for that game gave one vote to Jake Lloyd, two votes to Andrew Brayshaw, and three votes to Luke Ryan. The Sunday games. It all started between Adelaide and Geelong at Adelaide Oval. Um, I know in our preview for this one, we thought it'd be uh, thought it'd be a cricket score, but it actually turned out to be a pretty uh, pretty tight game up until the last quarter when Geelong just kicked away a bit. Um, obviously, their class coming through, but Adelaide showed a bit, didn't they, in the first three quarters? They really did. The pressure they were putting on was really impressive. I mean, if I didn't if we didn't knock my headphones off my head, I'd t- tack my hat off to them. They are. Uh, <laughs> They played really well. Um, I mean, you could see in the last quarter, like you said, Geelong ran over the top. They did run out of legs a little bit, um, Adelaide. But considering the you know what we've seen from them so far this year, to play that they did against Geelong, granted they had the home ground advantage, but 
hasn't meant much for him this year, really. Um, it was really impressive. And Geelong have been in flying form, as we everyone knows. So I thought I was, yeah, I was really impressed with the Crows. Yeah, they, they looked really well. Um, it was for a second there. I generally thought that led were a massive chance of winning it. Um, they looked to they were playing exciting footy, um, and the young players were, were showing a fair bit as well. So, um, but in saying that, Geelong. It would have been that would have been the upset of the season, probably the upset of the last decade if Geelong Adelaide were able to get up there. But um, but yeah, Tom Hawkins again, um, he, he kicked three goals. He, he's continuing on his strong form, and um, I think he's a lock for the All Australian full forward spot. Um, but yeah, so Adelaide at home, impressive, um, and I think. Oh, I, I think if they can get someone that if they're going to if they're going to get a win this season, it's going to be at home, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't see them winning away from home. Not no. Yeah, just not with their performances I've seen so far. Yeah. All right. The votes for that game we gave one vote to Mitch Duncan, two votes to Matt Crouch, and three votes to Cam Guthrie. The other game on the Sunday was between Brisbane and St Kilda at the Gabba. Uh, this was dubbed as the match of the round, and it certainly lived up to it. Um, it was a ripping contest. Lions got the job done by two points, but St Kilda had their chances to win. They just didn't take them. Um, but in saying that, Brisbane were very inaccurate again, um, which is a which is pretty concerning heading into the finals, isn't it? Well, they've shown that before. I mean, even last year's finals, not to touch on that again, but in last year's finals, they were the same. I mean, against the Tigers, they were very inaccurate, and it just it makes you think: is it, in big games, are they going to constantly do this? Like Saints are another good side, and the, you know they did it against Richmond this year. They've done it against St Kilda now. They've done it against a few other teams. They just can't seem to yeah get a score on the board. I mean. If you're not scoring, you're not playing good footy, really. It doesn't matter how well you defend and all the rest of it. If you're not getting um, points on the board, you know, it's not good. So I think it is a concern for them. I think they should focus on their goal kicking at least or setups down forward, whatever it is they're going to work on to get that score because they're not going to win. They're not going to go far in the finals if they can't score, especially against some really good sides that are going to be in the top eight this year. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it is an issue for them and it's been happening. I think it's probably the third or fourth week in a row where they've been severely inaccurate. So... Definitely something they need to work on. Um, but they got the win, and that's that's the main thing. Um, but the Saints were Saints were still pretty impressive, and um, I think they'll definitely play finals this season. Jack Steele was huge again for them. Um, another another big performance. He's another one like Jack McRae and, and Travis both. He's really uh, challenging Lockie Neal um, and on our leaderboard anyway. And um, another one who's sort of just come out of nowhere. He's been one of the biggest improvers this season, hasn't he? Oh, definitely. Is still a chance for the Brownlow? I don't know if he's been suspended or not, but if not, is he a chance? I he's think so. Very good footy. I think so. Um, again, you know, Lockie Neal is the clear favourite, but in that next you know group of players, he's, he's absolutely up there for sure. Um, yeah, if he just keeps doing what he's doing, he he'll definitely win it. I think he's definitely going to win St Kilda's best and fairest this season as well. So he'd have he'd have yeah. to he'd have to win that. Yeah. So who knows there? But we'll go to the votes. We gave one vote to Dane Zorko. Two votes to Jared Berry and three votes to Jack Steele. The late game on the Sunday was between West Coast and GWS at Optus and West Coast. That's eight in a row now, uh, but it is it was their last game at, at Optus Stadium. So we'll be interesting to see how they go after this round, won't it? Well, they didn't have a great record in Queensland. I think they won their last two before they flew back to WA, but they weren't against well anyone super difficult. So. Um, probably expected to win those last two there. But, yeah, they've had eight in a row. And my Giants, we've been writing them off, but they're still not a bad side. And, you know, the Giants did show signs against the Eagles, but 
West Coast just showed why they're too good and too dominant, especially at Optus Oval and, you know, came away with, like you said, their eighth win in a row. Yeah, they were, they were, they were dominant for the majority of the game. Uh, GWS came back a little bit in the last quarter, but I think it was just, yeah, a bit of junk time, junk time footy and, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of sugar-coated how good West Coast were in that game. Um, but, yeah, the Giants, they needed to show something anyway. They've been they've been battered a bit lately, so um, and they're, they're sitting in 11th spot, so they... They're in, in serious danger of missing the finals this season. So they needed to show something and um, pretty much every game now for GWS is, is a must win. Um, but, yeah, Eagles are unbelievable at home and they'll, they'll be hoping for the finals to be in Perth, won't they? Oh, most definitely. They know how good they are on Optus Oval. They know they're not going to lose to very many games there. So if they get the final series there, that'd be a dream for them. Yeah. And just on the, on the Giants, I mean, I don't want to make this all about Richmond, but... Do you think do you think it's a running theme that the year after a team loses to Richmond in the grand final, they don't make finals the next year? Yeah. Happen to Adelaide. The Giants are looking like likely to miss out. Richmond just does things to teams. Just scar them, <laughs> mentally scar them. Baby, to be interested in CFG do a uh, an infamous preseason camp. <laughs> I, I hope so. That could be it'll be another good documentary to watch, that's for sure. Because <laughs> I'm waiting for the Adelaide one to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I oh, know it, it is interesting. I think if GWS don't make finals this season, I think there'll be uh, serious questions asked about them where and where they are, and you know whether they need to start again and whatnot. So time will tell. Um, but the votes in that game, we go one vote to Andrew Gaff, two votes to Nick Nat, and three votes to Josh Kelly. Moving on to Monday nights, and it was a game between Collingwood and North Melbourne at the Gabba. Um, job done for the Pies. It wasn't pretty, but. They got the win and that's all they really needed, wasn't it? They needed the win. They couldn't afford to lose, not to North Melbourne. Um, but like you said, it was a scrappy game. I, I did watch the whole thing. I don't know how I pushed, my, pushed myself to watch it all because it was it was not a great game to watch. Um, I think having a multi on it helped. <laughs> yeah, like, like you said, Penelby stood up when they needed him for sure. And it was his last game for the Pies, probably for the season you'd imagine, but side bottom was instrumental as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I think that is going to be Sol Potter's last game of the season um, as he goes back to Victoria to be there for the birth of his child. So um, that's a, another huge loss for Collingwood. Um, but, yeah, they just had to do what they needed to do. Their senior players stood up. As I said, Penderbury was was really good. Taylor Adams, uh, the usual suspects for him. Maynard was was super again. Um, but, yeah, they, they needed that because if they lost that, um, it would have... Uh, it would have opened up the seventh and eighth spots on the ladder for sure. So big win for the yeah. Pies and much needed. Yeah, definitely. Sorry to cut you off. This uh, The Zoom chat makes it a little bit delayed. <laughs> it's hard not to know when you finish your sentence or not. But do you reckon, uh, I don't know how closely you've watched Collingwood, but I was just watching him again. Do you reckon Maynard's almost a lock for Collingwood's BNF this year? I think so. He's been he's, super consistent every he, game. He's just, his consistency has been incredible. Um, I think it would be out of him or Taylor Adams for it. Mm. Um but yeah, I reckon he's a massive chance for it. Um, and as we had, we have we've had him in our mid-year All Australian team, and I think he'll be there at the season at the end of the season as well. So, been a great season for him, a breakout year, somewhat. So, mm-hmm. all right, votes for that. So we go. Yeah, one vote to Bray, Braden Maynard, two votes to Taylor Adams, and three votes to Scott Pendlebury. And that is round thirteen all done. Um, said great round of footy. So Doug Nichols round. Plenty of good, great contests there. Um, but we'll move into round 14. Um, and it all starts on Thursday night between Hawthorne and Essendon at Adelaide Oval. 
Joe Danaher is back for the Bombers. Give me your thoughts. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, <laughs> we, we, everyone knows that we're not the biggest fans of the Bombers. But, no, this is big for the Essendon supporters and, I mean, big for the club as well with the injuries they've had this year to have Joe Danaher back. And, I mean, I know there's talks of him wanting to leave, et cetera, et cetera, but he, he's such a big big um, influence on that club. And to have him back will be huge, especially against Hawthorne, who are missing a lot of stars themselves. And Essendon do need to get back on the winners' board. I think they've lost five in a row now, is it? Um they definitely need to get a win on the board. And I think Danaher being back would be a massive lift for the club. And he yeah. hasn't played footy, I think, 460-something days, 467 uh, days, I think. Round nine, round nine, 2019 was his last game. Well, there you go. It's been a, it's been a long time. So yeah. he's definitely due for a game. And yeah, like I said, massive for the Bombers. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Um, I mean, they've still got a slim chance of making the finals, but uh, very unlikely. But they just simply just need a win. Um, and they just need a win just to, you know, they've copped a lot during the week. Um, and they've, yeah, they've copped a lot over the last few weeks, actually, but especially during the week. So they sort of need to show something this week, Essendon. Um, and having Joe Danaher back helps with a, it'd be interesting to see how much of an impact he does have. Um, as you said, he's been out for a long time. But, um, but yeah, and then Hawthorne on the other end, it, it came off a pretty good game against Port Adelaide as well. So um, they'll be right up for it. And they haven't won for a few weeks either. So it's going to be a really good game. Um, but the big thing um, that I'm looking forward to is what will Essendon supporters complain about this game? Well, it just depends on the umpiring decisions, I guess, and what they can point what what, what they can uh, point out that lost them the game rather than just their poor performance as a whole. Um, yeah. You know, everyone everyone says Richmond supporters are very annoying because of the success we've had recently. But has anyone looked at the Essendon supporters every time they lose a game? It's never their fault. It's disgusting, isn't never it? Accept, they never accept a loss being their fault it's always the umpires a player was you know cheating it i don't know it's i'm not saying all of them are like that but there's enough out there to definitely grind my gears correct exactly right uh i I feel you and we could talk all day about that um but if you're a hawthorne player just be prepared for some death threats uh this round all right (laughs) the other the other other game on the thursday night uh the pressure point match of the round between richmond and west coast at metricon stadium and tigers very lucky to get West Coast away from Perth. Extremely lucky. I mean, once again, um, you know, Richmond being the favourite to the AFL, being gifted the uh, gifted the, the, the fixture. Um, got a good run home, apparently, with all home games, according to other supporters. I mean, all in Queensland. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, no, very lucky not to have them at Optus Oval. Their, their form wasn't great in Queensland, West Coast, so it'll be interesting to see how they play. However, Richmond's form, although we've been getting some wins on the board, uh, I'm not happy with myself. I don't think it's been that great. I think we're lucky to beat some poorer teams. Um, and once again, the big question will be, can we convert? Uh, we're, we've got a, West Coast have got a very good defence, a tall defence, um, and their forward line, you know, with Josh Kennedy, Darling, et cetera, you don't have to talk about how good their forward line is. If we don't convert when we get the chances to, um, we're going to be playing catch-up footy and against West Coast, we're not going to be able to come back yeah. from that. So the big question is, will Richmond convert when, you know, given the chance? Absolutely, yeah. As you said it perfectly, if you if you if you inaccurate and um, wasteful like you've been the last couple of weeks, and this is the game that you're gonna it's gonna bite you on the ass for sure. Um, it's gonna be a ripping game though. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, I think the winner of this, I think Richmond is sitting fifth now, aren't you? But yeah, this will this will yeah. you win this, you, you go into the top four. So it's a massive game. Um, I think the Tigers win just for mine. West Coast away from Optus aren't as good. And I think Richmond, Richmond should get the job done, which I'm, I'm sure you think the same. 
Surprisingly, I never thought I'd say this, but I, I reckon West Coast might have our, no, our measure this weekend. Don't do it. I, I want I want Richmond to win with all my heart. <laughs> you know, top four spot looks delicious, <laughs> as Bruce would say. Um, I I don't know. I just I'm not convinced with Richmond's form at the moment. I don't know if that's just me being picky as a Richmond supporter. I'm not happy with the wins we've been getting, but I don't know. I just yeah, West Coast are in great form and the way we've been playing. Still missing some key. Um, experienced players such as Edwards and Prestia, et cetera. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to tip West Coast just. I'm hoping that puts, um, puts uh, Richmond in favour and, you know, I jinx West Coast on that one. So, <laughs> yeah, West Coast right. mine. Okay. There you go. I think that's the first time I've, uh, I've heard your tip against the Tigers. So, first time this year, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, looking forward to that one. be a great game. Uh, all right, Friday night, we've got Bulldogs and Geelong at Metricon Stadium. Um, another another big game. It's going to be uh, uh, a really really decent one. Like the Dogs, as we said before, um, that win last week really uh, confirmed their spot in the eight. And this one this one will, will really make sure of it. Um, and then the Cats on the other end, they're vying for to lock in the top four spot. So it's going to be a great contest. And um, who's going to stop Tom Hawkins? I don't think anyone can really. <laughs> I don't think it matters who you are at the moment yeah. uh, from any club. I, I don't. I think it'll be hard to stop Tom Hawkins. Um, but then that's all up to the dogs. Have a good midfield too. I think it's up to the dogs' midfield to uh, put pressure on the cats and not let them get that clean entry that they want to be able to hit Hawkins up easily. So I think if that dogs can influence the cats to the midfield and make their delivery to the forward line um, a bit worse, I think they'll be able to limit Hawkins in that way rather than a direct one-on-one. Because one-on-one, you're not beating him. He's too big. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, you're exactly right there. I think. I think Geelong win this one. Um, I think it'd be a really tight game. I think Geelong just get the win in the end. Um, and that'll, yeah, really lock them in for a top four spot, I reckon. Yeah, I'm tipping the Cats as well. I, th- I think it'll be a bit different. I reckon the Dogs will run with them for the three quarters. And I reckon, I don't know, I have a feeling in the last quarter, Cats will just run over the top of them and yeah. kick away a little bit. But yeah, Cats for me. Yeah. All right, moving on to Saturday. We've got Port Adelaide and Sydney at Adelaide Oval. Um, it should be an easy win for Port on paper. You know, the Swans were pretty pretty average last week. And, um, yeah, I think, yeah, after the scare that Port got last week from Hawthorne, I think they should uh, be able to, you know, bounce back to a certain degree and, and get a comfortable win here and um, get a percentage booster and, you know, lock in or really solidify their, their top two spot. 100%. The, like I said, the scare would have got to them a little bit. This should be a comfortable win for them, an easy four points on the board, maybe some percentage to, you know, complement that as a cherry on top. But in saying that, Swans, although I've been poor, I've seen them play, you know, fairly competitive against some good sides before. It's like they decide to lift, um, you know, when good sides play against them. But who knows? There's a lot going on with the Swans at the moment. I mean, there's the news that Buddy Franklin won't play this year. That could be weighing down on some players. I mean, I don't know if it will or not, but it could be a factor. Um, but, yeah, Port Adelaide easily for me. Yeah, me too. Uh, they'll be, win very comfortably. Uh, all right, moving on to Frio and GWS at Optus Stadium. Uh, must win for the Giants. They simply just can't afford to lose this one. But it's, and it's no easy game as well against Frio, um, especially at Optus Stadium. Um, and this will, this will really, you know, the Giants drop this one. That, that pretty much counts them out, doesn't it? You'd think so. I don't see them. If they lose this, I don't see any way for them to um, sneak a spot into the finals. And I think it just drowns their confidence as well. You know, losing to a team like Fremantle definitely doesn't do much for your ego. That's for sure. Um, no, absolutely not. I'm going to go on. A, yeah, I'm going to go on a limb here. And I'm going to. I'm tipping Freo. I think Freo will win this up in Optus Stadium. 
Mm. I don't think it'll be easy, but I don't know. I, I'm liking Freo at the moment. Yeah. I'm liking Yeah. No, nah, I like it. I'm, I'm only tipping GWS just because I've got so much more to play for. Um, and it hurts me to say that because of how good Freo have been and I feel it's unfair to not tip them. But just with the way, just with what Giants have to play for, I'm just going to tip them just. All right. The other game on the Saturday night is Melbourne and St Kilda uh, in Darwin as well. So both both sides looking to bounce back. Um, Melbourne probably more so. They're really battling for a top eight spot. Um, they're in that pack with um, a couple other teams to to finish eighth. So it's a huge game and for both yeah for both sides, but in particular Melbourne if they really want to play finals this season. Exactly right. Well, like we said, both coming off a loss. St Kilda like had their chances to win last week, so they'll, they'll be looking to amend that and you know not waste not waste their chances when they get them and. Same as Melbourne. I mean, they had that lapse and the dogs kicked seven goals against them. So they'll be looking to try to play more consistent footy, but I think it'll be a great game. And I think this is almost up there as well for one of the better games of the round. Um, and it's, is it a TO stadium? I see. It is. Yeah. It's up in Darwin. Well, that's fantastic as well. Just see more yeah. footy get played up there. I'm loving that at the moment. Yeah. Um, one thing I am loving from TO, I don't know if you noticed this, but the, uh, the fridges have got behind the benches. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I, I just yeah. think it's, it's, it's something different. You, I've yeah. never seen that before. I, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Um, before you know the weekend's round, so I think that's good. I think it would be good to see the TO. I'm, I'm going to go St Kilda. I think they're too good. Yeah. Um, although Melbourne have showed some good signs, but I, yeah, I'm going to go St Kilda. I think they're too good. Yeah, Saints are mine as well. All right, moving on to Sunday. Oh, huge game between Carlton and Collingwood at the Gabba. Um, this would be the biggest Carlton Collingwood game in about eight years. Um, you know, Carlton are there in the hunt for the finals. Collingwood in their spot, really. Um, it's the, an old-fashioned eight-point game, this one. Um, you know, two, the two biggest rivals in the AFL going at it. Uh, you know, and it's going to be the smallest Carlton Collingwood ground ever as well, a crowd ever, sorry, um, at the Gabba. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, but, it's, yeah, it's, I'm really looking, as a council, we're really looking forward to this one. Um, you know, there's, 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 uh, you can't hide the fact that, you know, Carlton Collingwood hate each other. Um, so whenever, yeah, whenever these two sides play each other, always get up for it. Um, and yeah, especially now that finals are on the line, it's uh, it's it makes it even more more special. So really looking forward to this. Uh, no side side bottom for the Pies, which what we mentioned before. Um, so it's a huge out for them. But geez, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you. I'm very excited for this. I, I love nothing more in football than a, a classic rivalry, and this is the biggest. This is as big as it gets, and. Like you said, they're both in such compromising positions at the moment. A loss for either one of them will really hurt their chances for finals. So both will come out with something really to play for, definitely. Um, and like you said, no side bottom for the Pies, which definitely helps the Blues. Um, I'm tipping I'm tipping the Blues. I think they're all their good players are firing at the right time at the moment. They're all starting to play really good footy, putting it together. Um, in Collingwood, I think we've got... They look a bit dishevelled almost out there. I mean, they're getting some wins against some easy sides like North, but I don't know. A couple of their good players are playing well, but I don't think they're having an all-round performance that's good enough to beat the Blues in the form that they're in currently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'm going to tip the Blues just. um, It's going to be a cracking game for mine, I reckon. It's going to be uh, really good, especially with with what uh, both teams are playing for. So um, can't wait for it. And, just want to mention, if this game was played in Melbourne, um, in an ideal world, there'd be 95,000 people there. Um, oh, easy. 
yeah. easy just because of the position you're both in. Yeah. And it's, like you said, probably the first time in eight years that Carlton have been able to compete with Collingwood because Collingwood have been so dominating. Exactly know, right. That's, that, that's, why, that's why it's the biggest Carlton-Collingwood game in eight years since, yeah, since 2012 when, when Carlton were up there and Collingwood are up there. So it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. Uh, really looking forward to it. Um, so and yeah, if the Blues win that, then you'd almost – You'd almost, that'd almost be a, a real hot favourite to, to finish eighth. So, huge game. Um, but the other game on the Sunday is Gold Coast and North Melbourne at Metricon. Gold Coast, they're, they're doing it again, aren't they? They're, yeah, they, they perform well in the first six to eight weeks of the season and then they just drop off. They haven't won in eight, eight weeks. It's it's weird to say. It feels like their most recent win was, uh, you know, closer than that. But... Uh, I, I still think they're better than what we pinned them at the beginning. I know at the beginning of the year you said I want to see them, you know, win a bit more consistently, but they've been in so many games. They haven't been blown out of the water by anyone really. Um, it's just, a, it's almost disappointing for them that they haven't been able to get wins. A couple of close ones as well. They had chances to get up. And uh, I think this, this has to be their chance to get back on the winners list and, you know, boost their confidence a bit more surely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. They haven't won in eight weeks, but they've been pretty good in those losses as well. Like they haven't really been blown out of the water. Um, but yeah, this is a big. They need to, they need to win this game, um, especially at home as well. Um, you know, North haven't been great, so this is a massive chance for Gold Coast to get up. Um, yeah, they got they got smashed last week. That, that Carlton loss was probably their their worst one in that stretch of games. So um, yeah, they do need to get up for this one, and, and I think that they should win this. Yeah, I'm tipping them as well. Yeah. All right, so that's round 14 done. Uh, big games to look forward to there um, as we get to the pointy end of the season now. And, um, you know, a lot of teams are buying for a top eight spot, top four spot. So it, it's going to be really good, really exciting footy to come. Um, but we'll move into spot on or way off. Fuck, you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! And... Uh, I'll kick us off here, Quinn. Essendon, Essendon will go 20 years without winning a final. I hope so. <laughs> um, how, many, how many years has it been now? So it's, it, going to, it's going to be 16 years this year. Well, as much as I'd like to say spot on, I'm going to have to say way off. I do see them growing and their injury list has hurt them a lot this season. Um, I, reckon they'll, I reckon they'll be playing finals as soon as next year and maybe winning one. I, don't, I, yeah, I, don't, I think way off. I think they'll win one, unfortunately. It all depends on what route they go down once Ben Rutten fully takes over, like whether they think that they're at the level to play finals or whether they need to start again and rebuild. So it all depends Correct. on, on Correct. that. Yeah. Correct. It's very, right. yeah, it's very up in the air at the moment, but I, I still, yeah, I see them, I see them winning a final in the, in the next four yeah. years. So. Okay. Oh, fair call. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My turn. In relation to the MRO and well, yeah, just we'll stick with the MRO. In relation to the MRO, the Richmond Tigers are untouchable. Um, yeah, I'm going to say spot on. I'm going to say spot on. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm saying spot on. You've been you've been pretty looked after with the MRO this season for sure. Um, especially with the staging fines being overturned, and then Tom Lynch, you know, case after case just getting thrown out or not thrown out, but just, just copping fines instead of suspensions. Well, I think so. I think that's spot on. That was a good call from you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> <Go to us. laughs> uh, all right. 
the dream time game should be played in Darwin every year. Yeah, spot on. There is there is a way off for that as well, but I think spot on for sure. I think the AFL wouldn't do that purely for a financial standpoint, um, especially after this season with the loss they've had. They're, they're, they're going to get, no, you know, 85,000 dream time at the, G, at the G next year. They'll be doing that because they can. I do think more games should be played there throughout the season, especially in Sir, um, Sir Doug Nichols' round. Not Doug Nicholas, Doug Nichols. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think, I, I think personally, I think spot on. I'd love to see that. I think it's a yeah. special game. I think it should be played there. Whether it will or not, different story. But, yeah, spot on. Truly. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. And for the last one, um, we did touch on this earlier, but Queensland should be the one to host the grand final. Um. Yeah, well, it's similar to what I said before. I reckon it's there's two arguments for it. Spot on, as in like, yeah, I'd love, I'd, I'd have no issues with it, just because um, they deserve it. They've they've been very accommodating, and um, it's good to grow the game up there. But could almost be way off, and you know, you'd rather if Perth can have a full stadium, then you'd probably rather it there. But um, but for argument's sake, I'm going to say spot on for sure. Yeah, I, I just think WA has been too difficult. In with um, working with the AFL, yeah, um, especially early on when they, were, you know, they were being real difficult, and then with the whole Elijah Taylor thing, yeah, um, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, like it's the AFL's fault that he did that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think they're being a bit difficult. I don't think they've earned it, but like you said, yeah. the capacity factor has to weigh in. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, for sure. All right, well, that's uh, that's spot on a way off. Done for another week, um, and that is that really wraps us up for the episode. It's been another big one. A lot of talking points, as per usual. This this season just keeps throwing everything at us. Um, but yeah, as we get to the point in the season, there's only a few weeks left, and then we're into finals. So um, exciting time of the year. But as we say every week, uh, make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to us on uh, on YouTube. Um, yeah, we appreciate all the all the support. We can't thank you guys enough. It means an absolute world to us. Um, so keep them coming. Um, But have a great weekend, stay at home, and we hope your team wins. Go the Blues.